Hello, welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast. Once again with your hosts Bernard Gunther and my wife Laura Matsu. And this episode we dive deeper into this topic on the time of transition and the seeds of the new world. So that's a big one, obviously, relating to current events and what the future may hold with the craziness that's happening in the world and within humanity. And um, we really want to dive deeper, uh, you know, spe specifically about the term time of transition, because we have talked about this a lot in our uh, retreats in the past in Peru have been called time of transition Even our uh, online course, 10-week uh, private coaching program is called Time of Transition, Embodied Soul Awakening, which, by the way, we just started. Uh, enrollment is closed. It filled up once again the fourth time. And we're taking a, a group of 25 people on the journey, and uh, we most likely will do it again sometime later this year. So keep your ears and eyes open. Sign up to the mailing list at veilofreality.com. And will we have future offerings as well, other courses coming up as well. Uh, but going back to the topic on this time of transition, I mean, a lot of people asked, have asked us, what does it mean? Where do you get it from? Well, we are in the time of transition. And what it means that many various different esoteric traditions have talked about this epoch, this age we're in right now, that we're in a transition between ages. And this is why uh, a lot of the Things are happening as they're happening now, as dark as it is, but there is a transformation happening, a transition. There's an opportunity, so to speak. There's no guarantee, but there's an opportunity to rise up to a higher level, so to speak. But the term time of transition itself is uh, something I got from esoteric Christianity based on Boris Moravia's work in his trilogy called Gnosis. Gnosis 1, 2, 3. I've quoted him quite a bit over the years in my writings, if you have followed uh, them on my website, veilofreality.com. And he talks about the time of transition, right, from the esoteric Christian perspective, which is basically um, <clears throat> the common era of the Holy Spirit, Right. Or, you know, you see it in other traditions, uh, the golden age and whatnot, or the age of Aquarius and, and whatnot, which we'll also be talking about it from the astrological lens about this time of transition. But going back to Moravia's work in Gnosis, which, by the way, I can highly recommend to read. These are, for me, the really true core esoteric Christian teachings way before the church uh, distorted it, corrupted it, made it into a dogma and whatnot. Um But I'm going to quote him from this book, um, a quote I've, I've uh, written about a few times before, but I'm extending it here a little bit. Um, so ultimately, also just as a preface, the, this time of transition, as, 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 as it said, it's the common area of the Holy Spirit. And there's a need, what he talks about on esoteric Christianity, that talk about the need for a new man, a new human being, to create conditions which will offer maximum opportunities to seekers who wish to develop their personality and reach the second birth. So it's about the second birth. And second birth, we see this even in, in the Jesus uh, metaphor of rising from the dead or the rebirth, the, the second birth, so to speak, is an analogy to be reborn in our true self, to spiritualize our being. And we see this also in other traditions, Sri Aurobindo's integral yoga, the need to spiritualize man. And that's really what it comes down to, the second birth. The new man needs to have a strong spiritual foundation. The whole being needs to be spiritualized. That's why, again, it's so important to engage in the great work on all levels. 
but here goes. Here's the quote. With the approach of the era of the Holy Spirit, everything must be gradually brought to the light of day, not only the secrets of the laboratory, but the deepest meanings of esotericism. The same must happen with illusions, errors, and lies, which must also be revealed so they can later be rectified. The world is suffering from a lack of harmony which gets deeper on every plane, and this is a serious danger to the moral and spiritual recovery of humanity. It also involves a serious risk of failure in the last stage of this time of transition that we are now entering. If this risk is not overcome, the deluge of fire awaits us. We will have to make an immense effort toward of this fate, and we have very little time in which to do it. Man has only himself to blame for the greatness of the effort needed. This is the result of his obstinate refusal to heed the warnings that have been addressed to him time and again by the divine voice. Just as he continues today to blind himself to the fact that the deluge of fire is being made ready. That is now technically feasible and it must be said morally possible. This final cataclysm towards which humanity is advancing so blindly can only be avoided by the conscious super-efforts of the spiritual elite, right, the spiritual warriors, especially by young enthusiastic elements of the present generation, those which follow, those which follow it, whose esoteric predispositions will make them fit, assume key position in all races and in all nations. That also may be relating to the generation of the of, of the Pluto generation Aquarius we can talk about. Yeah. Neither neither the most marvelous technical progress nor greater refinements of the intellectual faculties will be enough to enable us to remedy the state of affairs which is still deteriorating. Before the earth can enter the era of the Holy Spirit, the time of transition must reach a successful outcome, and this outcome will in turn depend on a positive answer to a whole group of problems which will be resolved by the appearance of the new spiritualized man human being so that's end quote so that's really sets the stage of what we want to talk about and there's a lot to unpack even this quote alone even the the necessity to efforts right conscious evolution doesn't happen by itself it's not about trying to change the outside it's the inner transformation that is so important and this is the work we need to engage in right this deeper spiritual work on all levels and all need to be revealed all lies all errors not only in the out in the world out there but within ourselves and there needs to be a new kind of human being to engage in this work and he also talks about if you know many other traditions have talked about this as well including Sri Aurobindo integral yoga or the Hopi even Native Americans there's a way up a way down you know there's an opportunity but also a possibility of a cataclysm of the quote-unquote divine pressing the reset button, as it happened many times before, right? Atlantis times, Lemurian times, and whatnot. So we are in a very fragile state right now. But um, yeah, I just wanted to set the stage for that before we can also then talk it from, from other traditions, but also from the astrological perspective. Yeah, it's very fascinating because we have Saturn in Aquarius right now, and then Pluto is going to enter Aquarius in 2023, which does give me hope for the future because right now, astrologically speaking, we are in this Pisces-Virgo axis. So we are in the age of Pisces, but 
basically near the end of that age, it actually takes on the opposite sign, which is Virgo and the qualities of Virgo. And you see this, like, <laughs> see this you so see clear. this so much in the world, especially, um, you know, the shadow side of Virgo, because it's meant to be a time of purification, of discipline, of service, of developing humility. And the shadow side of Virgo can actually, you know, be this overly critical side who uses this feedback from the outer world as a form of self-punishment. Punishment. There's this over-sanitizing hypochondriac behavior that's definitely a Virgo <laughs> trait, you know. And some of the themes that Patricia um, Walsh gave for Virgo, I'm just going to read them out. Um, it's about, and these are all across the spectrum, good and bad. You know, it's about inferiority, service. It's also about slavery. It's about apprenticing. It's about humili humility and humiliation. Criticism, as I said, guilt, masochism, crisis. Virgo is actually a crisis sign, by mm -hmm. the way. You reach a point of crisis. Um, it's also about the victim. It's about the persecuted, self-sacrifice, discipline, shame, perfection, finding your place in society. It's also about holistic medicine. It is about medicine in general and about healing and it's about self-improvement. Um, so, you know, you see this on all sides of the spectrum. We do have a lot of people who are really interested in self-work and improving themselves, you know, and then we also see this, you know, almost like this worship of like medicine, mainstream medicine and doctors and whatnot. Um, so you see all sides of it, you know, um, and basically, you know, the age of Aquarius, like the Kali Yuga, is also debated astrologically when it starts. Some people say we're already in it. It started in 2012. But Dane Rudger, who's a really great, he's like one of the kind of forefathers of astro astrology as we know it now. He determined that this, um, the last processional age of Pisces began in 100 BC. And since the world age, since the world age is 2160 years, the official age of Aquarius begins in the age of uh, 2060. And he considered that the last 10% of each age, which is age we're in now, is the seed period, which mm -hmm. will influence the next time. So basically, since we are in this kind of transition point, ending this age of Pisces, Virgo, and we're entering into the Aquarius-Leo axis, the seeds of this new world are already starting. And I'm also going to give you some of the themes of the Uranian archetype by Jeffrey Wolfgreen, because it's very, very fascinating and he says, Uranus correlates to individuation, liberation, freedom, and deconditioning. Deconditioning from what? Deconditioning from Saturn. Saturn correlates to all the conditioning patterns of our life, the conditioning patterns of society, family, expectations of people in our lives, and the conditioning patterns relative to all prior lives that you bring into this life. All that conditions your sense of identity at any moment in time. Uranus is clearly anti, uh, antithetical to the uh, archetype to Saturn. This means that Uranus is forever trying to shatter, revolutionize, liberate, or break free from all of these conditioning patterns. What for? What is the intent? To what purpose? If we shatter the conditioning patterns that define our sense of personality and identity, then we can at some point arrive at our essential nature and identity that is unconditioned. So... That's actually why 
the individuation process is really key to this. So a lot of people who get into this kind of spiritual bypassing kind of mindset, like all is one, we should embrace non-dual consciousness, mm. et cetera. Don't promote division or whatever. They're actually skipping this 11th house Aquarius, Uranus, individuation process you know you need to actually become a unique individual before you can actually act and by the way just for the record i haven't seen one person who talks about non-dual consciousness who is truly there most people just use this as a spiritual bypass it's like a philosophical intellectual it's a philosophical intellectual understanding i've like reached that state once and it lasted like <laughs> 10 hours being in the world after like 10 days or, or it's actually two weeks of silent meditation. Because the thing is, is the world will bring you back into life and the world, like you actually have to individuate. You actually have to have an opinion. You have to know what you think. And, you know, right now you see mainstream academia, mainstream medicine, mainstream government, all the, even the royal family or whatever, all of these Saturnian systems that have existed as actually a control mechanism over the world, they are they are disintegrating. Yeah. So to me, the signs that were actually entered, like I, I, I really very much believe Dane Rudger's prediction that 2060, which may seem like a long time away to some people, but as far as historical, like, you know, if you look at it, the whole history of the earth, it's, it's, a nothing. Very, it's nothing, exactly. Yeah. So what we have now and what Dane Rudger talked about, and I think we talked about it on their podcast, but I'm going to uh, reiterate, is we have the seed people for this new era who hold this Uranian Aquarius template, who are individuals, who are deconditioning from these patterns of society, they are already here, you know, and these are the seeds of the new world. So you can either identify with a dying world, you know, or you can identify and create the new world. And this has actually been going on for decades now. Yeah, that's, I just want to uh, add to that because that's exactly what uh, Boris Moraghi from Esoteric Christian Perspective talked about, the, quote, spiritual elite, which is not the uh, elite or power elite out there and the psychopaths, but the spiritual elite, what he called us the children of light, the seed people, mm -hmm, exactly. you know, which many of us are. And I also want to, like, um, uh, touch upon what you just mentioned. This is very important to understand because, and it's very beautifully mirrored in evolutionary astrology, as you just mentioned, Uh, you see this in, in Young's work as well, the need to individualize, individuate, right? Yes. To become your own person. And you see this in other traditions, in the esoteric traditions as well. You see it in Sri Aurobindo's integral yoga, who has also mapped out the evolution of consciousness based on his own, you know, uh, enlightening experiences and, and downloads and, and, and true no, based on true gnosis and understanding how everything, again, happens as it needs to happen. There's no error in creation, even right now with mental men. Yes, we're stuck in the head and whatnot, but that's part of the evolution of consciousness, which yeah. we need. it's not the end of it. We are a transitional being. But we see this right now. It's very fascinating what you say, because, um, you know, the quote, ending of the age of Pisces, ending and uh, moving into age of Aquarius. And Aquarius is all about also the unique individual, in yes. a sense, right? Yes. But also humanity and then the bigger picture and whatnot. And Pisces age is also, which we're getting away from, is also dogmatic religion or belief. So we're getting away from belief to true gnosis. Yes. And what we see right now, we see this even in the world, is the fight or the the friction between people who want to individuate, be themselves, their own personal freedom, think for themselves versus the group, the herd that just goes along with, or the globalists, yeah. right? Which is forced unity. Yes. It's not, it's conformity. It's not a natural unity. Yeah, right? which is fascinating because Dane Rudger actually talked about the dangers of this. And I'm kind of skipping ahead here. 
you know, that we need this integration of diversity, basically, rather than tribalism. So we need individual responsibility, as well as even a common humanity. And even, you know, this, this great reset and uh, cultural, he actually even named cultural Marxism as being almost like the dark side of this forced unity, you know, and then he gave examples like Sri Aurobindo's Oroville, or even he uses uh, the Baha'i religion, which kind of combines all these different religious philosophies under one umbrella as being this more spiritualized unity, or you can have this totalitarian unity um, that could clamp down as well, you know, um, where the darkness will try and force unity through world communism is what he said. And so it's fascinating because he wrote this book in the late 60s and it's all and he was just predicting based on what he knows. He's an amazing astrologer, you know, and we see that happening see now, happening right the now. forced unity yeah. through the Great Reset and also this world communism exactly. through true unity, you know, and true unity. And, and like it's we have to move away from this tribalism, which is what cultural Marxism is all about is like you're yeah. identified by your race, by, Group. you know, exactly you know, and it's not looking at the qualities of the individual, yeah. you know, so we, so it's looking at the qualities of the individual rather than identifying them as part of the racial group. And I'm not saying that racial backgrounds don't affect people. They do, you know, but it's also up to the individual the choices trap. as tra- well. And that's also the trap of identification. Exactly. But exactly. I want to add on to that as well. Really fascinating what you said about, uh, you know, that, you know, we see a Marxism, by the way, is a satanic ideology. Literally. Yeah, but, I mean that's if you research where, where Marx got his uh, yeah. mar, uh, ideology from and philosophy. Yeah, he was in many ways there's a Satanist, anti divine. There's a book actually called Karl Marx and Satan. I think it, it's called. If you just Google yeah. Karl Marx and Satan, it'll come up. Where he was a poet early on in life, and he was literally talking about these satanic beings that were coming through him in yeah. his poetry. And, and by the way, in also just to put in context, we also put in context what's happening right now with the leftist pathological woke ideology which are based on cultural Marxism. You can yes. turn it any way or other, but that is the truth. Even BLM, Antifa, the founders call, are self-proclaimed Marxists, you know, and all of that. And it has infiltrated institutions going back with the Fabian Society and Frankfurt School. So this is a whole topic in itself. Yeah. But I want to touch upon also, which is really fascinating, going back to Boris Moravia's quote that, you know, the we have uh, avoided the signs. We have not seen the signs all along. The signs have been all along, right? Yeah. But people are just mechanically conditioned, wounded, programmed. There, there's not much free will. You cannot actually have true free will until you're individualized. No, by the way, exactly. if you're part of a group, the herd, you know, the mainstream, you're not individualized. And you live in the delusion of free will. But yes. on that note, Sri Aurobindo also in his book, um, Human Unity, over 100 years ago in 1919, also predicted what's happening now. He predicted literally the rise of a socialist centralized state, state a one-world government, which we are moving towards, so a socialist control, right? Mm-hmm. And he mentioned the danger of globalism and the individual losing all freedom under global socialist control, right? Which is also the agenda of what he calls the occult Zurich Dark Forces. So he was literally also predicting this socialist new world order, and also hinted at the possibility of complete destruction, right? The the press, what Muravev called the deluge of fire, or the mother called the dark night of civilization, uh, the death of life, and the necessity to repeat the cycle, right? So, yeah. And I quote Triubinder here, right? Um, that the centralized, centralized mechanical world state must rouse in the end a similar force against it and might well end in a 
crumbling up and disintegration even in the necessity for the repetition of the cycle of humanity ending in the better attempt to solve the problem. So what he means that, you know, with the rise of the socialist centralist state, which we literally, it's happening now as we speak, yeah. right? Uh, it's anti-divine. It goes against uh, uh, um, divine truth. So, you know, as it happened, as I mentioned before, in, in, in ancient history, not official history, ancient history, ancient civilizations, then, you know, there will be a cataclysm to start uh, start this whole human experiment over because everything moves in cycles over and over, right? Yeah, yeah. But we do have an opportunity still uh, to make the right choice. So we are right now literally in an archetypal battle between dark and light. And there is, you know, there is polarization, there is division. As you mentioned, we cannot use these spiritual bypass terms of Let's not be divisive. Let's just get, we're all in this together. No, we're not. The splitting of humanity becomes more and more obvious, which we see people make choice with the health, yeah. with the vaccine, people going along with the agenda, as opposed to people who really see through it. And also, most importantly, people who are truly engaged in the work to spiritualize the being. Yeah, trust the experts is like a Saturnian like mantra, basically. Right. It's like trust Saturn, trust the structures that already exist. But he actually also, Dane Rutger also said something very interesting, which gave me some you know, faith in the future, is that there's going to be this downflow of new spiritual and cosmic energies, which is going to pervade and impregnate the Earth's biosphere, right. the materials of nature and the human psyche, psyche which will be a new type of matter. And he says, because of this new energy being released, people born at this time will also have like super normal powers of perception, you know? So there's going to be a descent of this energy, which is going to be very Aquarian and the consciousness and the future culture that will be created will be very Leo near the end of this age, which we won't be alive for anymore, you know? So there is basically the, this descending spiritual energy, which is why we can use these Virgo energies of purification, of self-improvement, of developing humility, and also decondition ourselves from the structures of Saturn, meaning, you know, not noticing how your upbringing impacted your beliefs, noticing how culture impacted you, how your the university you went to impacted your belief system. It's like, that's actually what we need, need to decondition from. And the thing is, you know, in evolutionary astrology, uh, Aquarius Uranus is also a trauma signature because taking that step from the Capricorn 10th house lesson to 11th house Aquarius Uranus lesson is a traumatic process. Yeah. Like there could actually even be mass trauma, which I think we're seeing now, you know, so yes. for, for a lot of people who have decided to stay firm in what they believe, to speak out, to individuate from the crowd, that's what you're doing when you speak out right now is the yep. herd mentality basically believes that vaccines are safe. You know, if you don't wear a mask, you're a crazy far right conspiracy theorist or whatever, you know. Um, but if you're individuating from that, you don't actually have the comfort of the status quo. So most people actually... Their whole identity centers around the times that they live in, you know? So all of their beliefs is like, if they ask a question, you know, like, what should I do with my life? They look to society and culture in order to get yeah. that answer, you know? So it is a traumatic process to go through that individuation process because you have to break free from the known world. It's also... It's a rebirth. It's a rebirth, yes. It's a rebirth and 
hopefully it brings you back to your essential individuated nature exactly. before all of that conditioning take took place and that conditioning starts very young as well you know even learning about trauma like our nervous systems start there, start being conditioned in utero so we have like a deep amount of conditioning to undo on multidimensional levels it's not only con- questioning the beliefs that society that your family project on you and then you take on out of guilt and shame or whatever or obligation you know that's another aspect of capricorn saturn is taking responsibility mm. for things that are not your responsibility to begin with you know yeah. and it's also by the way and this leads us into a good topic that it's understanding the nature of judgment Another thing that you hear in the spiritual community be like, oh, we shouldn't mm. judge. You know, I, I don't I don't ever judge. You know, you're making judgments all the time. When you cross the street, you're making a judgment. Is it safe to go across yeah. the street? And the nature of judgment is actually really important. And it's a Capricorn Saturn lesson because the nature of judgment teaches us, okay, this is what my family told me that's useful that I can take forward. And this is what's not useful. So we need to have that level of discernment happening in our mind. Otherwise we take in either too many projections from the outer world or we take in none of them at all, you know? And especially in this day and age, there's, you cannot stand on the sideline. I see many people, very well many people, but they take also maybe the, what we talked, what you talked about before the non-duality bypass, Yes, right? Standing on the sidelines, sitting on the fence and like everyone is right in their own way. We're all yeah. this together, yeah. not really making a stand, mm-hmm. but this woo-woo in between state actually keeps this person stuck and you are fooling yourself, uh, deceiving yourself to yeah. be more involved than you actually are, uh-huh. right? It's kind of like almost checking out uh, dissociating because again i'm going back to the various esoteric traditions all of the talk about even the bible you know um, many are called few choose to answer the call there's a decision to be made yes. right and it's either up or way down there's no middle ground and the decision is not just a verbal decision on yes on this and what it's also based on you know your inner wiring your inner calling of what your inner being so to speak as well yeah and that's key to understand as well with regards to what you mentioned um, with trauma and all of that is undoing to individuate, but it also from in, in light of the evolution of consciousness in terms of soul evolution over lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes, there are many souls that are ripe right now. Many yes. of us that have incarnated for this time of transition right now and purposely to not only accelerate our own evolution, but to help others as the seeds for the new world. Yeah. And there are many others who are level of being who are not individuated, who are who are actually have no individuated soul whatsoever right now. It ties in the topic of organic portal soul as humans also part of the evolution of consciousness who won't wake up in the cycle and that is just a fact yeah there are many we are beyond the point of return for many people you cannot anybody who believes that this cycle over the next few years there will be a collective awakening is deeply disillusioned mm-hmm. illusioned because there are vast different levels of being with seven billion people yeah. and many people won't wake up and they there will be a separation the splitting of humanity which the mother talked about as well and Sri Aurobindo too you know, uh, even uh, uh, um, as a tech Christian in this, the splitting happening, talking about pre-Adamic man and Adamic man, sold versus unsold. And that's a timeline reality split. It's very hard to fathom for our mind. And it's not the new age thing of just moving. That's another distortion of it, moving into 5D and all of that. And yes. 12D, whatever people talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, you're not going physically to any other place. It's just a state of consciousness, a state of being, which definitely reflects reality. Yeah. But going back to this judgment, that's why it is important right now to speak out, to speak truth, to counteract the anti-divine forces. 
Yeah, right? because, but if, can I just say something to go that? Go ahead, yeah. Because when you don't do that, you actually side with the people that you may be against. You know, you're, that's you're, exactly you're what's silence. Trying to get it. Yes. Exactly, your silence at this point is complicit. And exactly, complicit. because they f that's that's how they yeah. can go along with their program. Is like yeah. if you were in school and they were downloading all sorts of like, you know, like racist theory on you under the guise of critical race theory and you didn't say anything, then they're going to keep doing that, you yeah. know? That's so, why I see like for all listeners out there whatever you if you have conscience if you see what's wrong but you stay silent that's on you right we yeah need, but I mean, I, maybe this baby would rough it is but, but i also gotta revolutionary, say but i have to say at some point like you know it is a matter of you know what we need to learn from history mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. the silence of humanities the, the the obedience of just going along or not saying anything is what lets these anti-divine forces evil forces roam as they want yes right yeah. so it needs to be You know, and I'm referring to something we posted on, on Facebook the other day on a Telegram channel, a very powerful speech by Jordan, Jordan Peterson, mm -hmm. the importance of speaking truth and what never underestimate the effect it has. Yeah. And it's not going to be easy yeah. because that's why most people don't want to speak out because they're, they're, they're afraid of conflict. They want to be attacked, you know, mm -hmm. uh, they don't want to be shunned, you know, and all, all of that. But no matter what, if, in this evolution of consciousness, there will always be friction. There will always be forces that are trying to counteract that impulse. Yeah, and to the extent that you've already individuated before this happened, you know, which I have already, I already individuated from a lot of, not all of it, but a lot of the conditioning of my family, of culture, of my peers, starting in 2012, You know, whereas if you went to like Harvard and your whole social network is a bunch yes. of these people who, who follow along with the consensus programming, it, you know, that's why it's a traumatic process is because you will get called all sorts of name. The herd will like, like scream at the you mob. because you're, yeah. yeah, the mob that will scream at you because you're not going along with the program, you know, and Jeffrey Wolf Green even like mapped out you know, that there was four evolutionary conditions or states that any one person can be in at any point in their life. And there's also overlap. So it's not like you just occupy one state. And he said in 1993 that two to 3% of people were in this dimly evolved state, meaning they just evolved above animal consciousness and they were very dimly aware, you know, maybe even organic portals, but he also gave reference to people who had extreme mental disabilities as well. Yeah. So they either... Uh, de-evolved from a higher state or they had upgraded from an animal Quite state. state yeah. uh, so, and then he said, so that's two to three percent of the population. And he said 75% of people is in this consensus state, herd mentality, consensus state, meaning all of their beliefs, all of their ideas are a reflection of the society that they incarnated into. So they're like, this is people who say, trust the ex experts, trust the science. Like they just trust whatever external yeah. authorities But are that, in control oh, of that time. Exactly. When I, to, I think that's where most, when you look into the concept of organic portals, soulless humans, yes. that's where most of them Most of them are in the consensus. Because they are connected to a quote soul pool, they're not individuated. Exactly. Just, they don't have a mind on their own. They're, maybe on the illusion of, but what they think and believe is not their own. Yes. And then he said 20, and this is back in the 90s, his number could change now. Who knows? Maybe it's less, maybe it's more. And then he said 20% of people are in the individuated state. So these are the people who, you know, they'll ask the question, like, who am I? Who am I? What am I here for? And instead of like going to their parents or university or their friends, they actually seek those answers within them. They ask questions, they seek the answer within them. So they're retrieving back their essential nature. And then two to 3% are in the spiritualized state. That, okay. 
So, so you have to look at it like that's also, I made a post the other day. I was like, you can't convince people who buy into the narrative at this point, number one, because they're probably not in the evolutionary condition or state where they're individuated. And number two, it's like, like, you know, like, it's just like, now, you if, just, if, if you, you believe, you got, you got to see where people are at, where their state of consciousness are at, yeah. and I think I think a lot of traps that people tend to fall into on the path is you project the way that you are onto the world, your own soul qualities. Yes, others. that's why also people who still believe you can convince others just by, you know, posting facts, whatever you no, do, no, no. information. Uh, you, uh, uh, you uh, it's it's illusion. It's it's not going to happen. Maybe a few are already on the verge here and there. Yes, but you cannot convince these people at all by information alone. This is ridiculous. No, the know, first question. That. Yeah, the first question you should ask yourself is: Can this person think for themselves outside of the consensus? And if it is a possibility, then maybe you can reach, you can open them up to a, a new uh, yeah. reality. But if not, then see that's why it's so key to understand. Like I'm sorry, uh, wasn't yeah, interrupting, no but you know what you what you shared by what's his name again? I'm sorry, Dane Rudger. Dane Rudger, this this chart of the basically really fascinating. Oh, sorry, that was Jeffrey Wolf Green. Jeffrey Wolf Green. Yeah. Jeffrey Wolf Green. Um, that really mirrors what what I've read studied in in from Muravi's work esoteric Christianity, you know, with the organic portals, Adamic man, pre-Adamic man, sold uh, humans versus unsold humans, ties also into the integral yoga of Sri Aurobindo and the mother, who yes. talked about also the evolution of consciousness, that the herd mentality, that pool, that mob mentality, which. Um, in light of the illusion of consciousness, the human being needs to individuate first. Yeah. You need to individuate first. Mm -hmm. Actually, having in a healthy, self-confident ego, you need to separate yourself from the herd mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. as an individual before you can fully spiritualize your being. Which is fascinating because, you know, maybe that's also just thinking back at the experience I had at the beginning of 2020 where I was like, I was truly, I, I can't even access it now, but I was truly in the state of like non-dual awareness, disidentification, you know, and then COVID happened and then I realized I got kind of, I felt I got pulled back down into a lower state. But the fact is, is I skipped the individuation step because mm -hmm. I was still a people pleaser. Mm. I was still adapting myself a little bit, scared of what other people could think of me. And then I have to say, you know, the past year, you know, even though people may just see that like, oh, they're so courageous for speaking out. I actually, you know, ignited a lot of trauma that was already existing within me, by the way, through doing this, because all of my old friends like attacked me. They called me all sorts of names like ra racist, right wing, whatever, you know. It's I, always the irony when people call you that. It's always a... <laughs> the people closest to you who are your biggest haters, you know. Right. And like, I, I actually read a quote by Heath Ledger on Facebook the other day. It's like, your biggest fan is someone you don't even know. Your biggest hater is someone close to you. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what got revealed is it was like, but the fact of the matter is, is I was already individuating away from them, like since 2012. But then what happened is because my my almost individuated got too far from the herd mentality, I became a threat to them. But actually going- Well, that ties into also, I want to note that obviously like from an esoteric or cult perspective, they're being used as portals, the Agent Smith syndrome. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've seen that with a lot of people, even a lot of people in our coaching programs. Uh, the number one thing that they struggle with is that, 
a lot of their friends, a lot of their family, you know, they can't just get along with the consensus with the herd state anymore. And I actually don't see that as a bad thing. It's always, it's a sign that they're able to individuate. You're starting to wake up. Friction is actually a good sign. Yes. It, it, yeah. It's, it's a sign that they're starting to individuate. But I also have to say that it is a traumatic process. So, mm. you know, no, and, and, and I've been like exploring this concept a little bit myself and studying astrology because you don't work with Uranian level trauma in the same way that you work with somatic trauma, but you can use some tools, like you can use nervous system regulation tools, work on your own somatic, you know, work so that you know how to regulate your nervous system, you know how to approach your own traumas, etc. There's all sorts of different ways you can tackle it. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is trauma that also is coming from the higher mind. So this is soul memory, soul trauma. So to give you an example, you know, like, so say if you speak out and then someone you know, you know, calls you all sorts of names, like you're a crazy far right conspiracy theorist. I can't believe you would believe this stuff, you know, then what happens is the higher mind downloads all sorts of trauma from previous lifetimes where you were killed for speaking out or mm -hmm. where you were cast out of, you know, like really bad things happened to yeah. people who spoke out historically. Yeah. And so a lot of us are actually carrying this uh, evolutionary trauma, basically, mm -hmm. especially once you start to even spiritualize your being, you start to even like light up, not all the time, but even like just kind of subconscious soul memories start to filter into your consciousness. It doesn't mean you get an idea of like who, what, where happened, but you get this like download Sense. from the higher mind that almost like is it's very hard to describe it but it's very similar to how when you get triggered and you're holding trauma the past it gets relived in the present so you start projecting your trauma onto a situation in the present take this to another level you have trauma from past lifetimes where you've been burned at the stake for speaking your truth yeah. and that's what gets lit up oh, well, that, i can definitely personally relate to that you know that you know if uh, everything i've been through speaking out and i got definitely publicly attacked, shamed, defamed, so many slandered times, yes. so many times. And when I became aware of it, especially then also by people I thought were supposed to be my friend, but turned on me, yes. you know, that's when I had this severe trauma response. And I realized, Simone, this is not just a childhood wound. This is no. something agent, something like a betrayal, exactly. the wound of betrayal or being stabbed in the back, being burned at the stake and whatnot. Yes. I've done some, you know, past life regressions, photographic kinetics, where you know, I was stoned to death and all the force speaking truth and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's all coming. You don't need to know the story. It's just like, you know, that also like, but the teaching in that is like, okay, there's still something that I need to heal yes. through that, right? And you had I need to, to individuate I had lot. to individuate. That's yes. a process like still standing my ground and moving on into this process of individual, which individualization, which also is reflected ironically, um, or not ironically, uh, but perfectly in alignment with my North Node lesson, right? In Aquarius, mm -hmm, yeah. to individuate. Yes, right? and then you know who just went through an, a Uranian traumatic process is actually Donald Trump. And I mm -hmm. saw that because he has Sun conjunct Uranus in the North and the North Node there. And when the uh, when January 6th happened or around the election, January 6th, he ha basically had a major Uranus transit. And I even predicted I, I mean, the, cap the, the capital. Um, yeah, the yeah, January. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, so I made a prediction. I was like, either he's going to be a liberator and he's going to be an individuator, which I believe he was for society in many ways. Or and this also happened 10th house, public house. He got cast out and 
into the wilderness, you know, and exiled from the status quo entirely, mm -hmm. you know? And that's the traumatic signature is when you get exiled from your friends, from your family, from your community. And that's also kind of feeds into the trauma and that's the individuation process because people find a lot of comfort into agreeing with their family, into agreeing with their culture. That gives them a source of security. It's like, you know, the experts agree with me or whatever. Yeah. So when you individuate, it's like, it's a source of tremendous insecurity at first. So this is the time of individualization. The time of transition is the time of individualization. And going back to what I just mentioned, even Sri Aurobindo talking about other traditions, uh, the evolution of consciousness, first step getting out of the herd, out of the uh, status quo, you know, yes, uh, the mainstream to individualize, to become your own being free yes. from any group association, free from any identity and all of that. That's the process of it. It's deconditioning. It's de the, the program is destructive in the sense like, mm -hmm. like Adishanti would say, you know, it's a destructive process. It's, it's a revelation of anything that's untrue. Yes. So it's not an easy process. It can be quite a painful process you because you're also facing the lies you've been living along, telling yourself, your attachments, your identification. So and that's what a lot of people are struggling, even when they have that, you mentioned our program where people we work with and whatnot, people are still dealing with their attachments to the families, mm -hmm. right? Who uh, have taken the jab or take a different turn, right? And yeah. there's a lot of compassion, but there also needs to be a detachment from that, right? It's about yes. like- uh, Which is another Aquarius lesson. And what Boris Moraviv talked about to find our the, the spiritual family, right? Yes. The children of light, which is also a lesson of Aquarius, our spiritual like-minded yes, like exactly. true family and going beyond a blood family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he even said that. He said that, he, you know, there's going to be spiritually conscious and compassionate servants of humanity and these are gonna they're gonna kind of be brought together and these are gonna hold the vision for the seed future communities and he made an example of oroville which is by the way deviated towards total like whatever it's not even the vision it had that was back then yeah that was, was back in the 60s, the 60s though yeah. you know yeah. so there is gonna be you know this this meeting of like-minded people who hold this kind of aquarian template and i also have to say you know, just because you're not an Aquarius sign doesn't mean you hold this template. You know, you might have strong 11th house, Uranus aspects, you know. Um, so there's, Pluto, nodal. Yeah, there's all sorts of ways that it can play out, you know. Um, but there is, but he said there's going to be Gnostic communities which are rising, which would be dedicated to the multifaceted transformation of human beings and which would radiate the higher expression of the Aquarian spirit. Mm -hmm. So there is there is a community aspect. And you see that too. That's also like, in the work we're doing, actually. Yes, totally. Yeah, yeah, I the, mean, because the groups, the, the, the forum on my website, the, the coaching program, with yes. the groups they have going on. Uh, on on uh, Telegram and many others doing the same similar work, like yeah. you know, like uh, uh, I just want to mention Shradalu, you know, who have quoted who is, is a scholar of, of Sri Aurobindo's work, talked also about there are all these pockets of light emerging, mm -hmm. the cedars, mm -hmm. right? And that's where we need to kind of also start networking and to unite, so to speak. Yes, exactly, exactly. And um, you know, I, I like maybe we can speak more about the second hour, but I can say that the past year, you've been going through this kind of like initiation into this Aquarian archetype your whole life because you have Sun North Node in Aquarius and other, like so many Aquarian signatures in your chart, you know, but I had to go through it this last year, especially because I realized, I mean, I was raised in a hardcore liberal, like I was raised by two hippies who joined ashrams in the 60s who like were the 
templates of this like kind of like hippie movement, you know, and then they became almost this faux, uh, you know, age of Aquarius yeah. hippie distortion, right? Although I have to say, it did play an important role in my life. It introduced me to things outside of the status quo at the time. You know, I was introduced to lots of like, you know, uh, Eastern spirituality very young, you know. But at the same time, you know, my whole life was like I was conditioned by a lot of this cultural Marxism, blaming white men for everything that's gone wrong in the world, you know, and just I had to decondition myself from literally the reality that I knew my entire life, even my parents, like my my parents are leftists in many ways. You know, they've been champions for this kind of movement. They've actually been almost like the renegades of this movement in a way. Um, but I had to decondition myself. And then when I was left, I was left in like a kind of like no man's land where I had to really learn how to think for myself. Like, what do I believe? Why do I believe that? Where did I get that belief from? These are the kinds of questions you have to really right. start asking yourself in a sincere way, you know, because all of the beliefs and conditioning that we got from our family, from culture, from university, etc., this is what we're deconditioning and individualizing from. And that's really hard to do on a psychic and an emotional level, you know, because there is a there is there is a lot of attachment we have towards exactly. that. Yeah. Great, so let's dive into all this more in, in the second hour to really talk about um, the seeds of the new world, how, you know, as the seeders that we are, what this work really entails, what we can do. And I want to talk more about this whole aspect of judgment and individual, individ, the process of individuating, mm -hmm. right? Also the necessity to have a healthy ego, yeah. you know, before we can actually in, engage in deeper spiritual work. Too many people throw out the baby with the bathwater of like, oh, the ego is bad, it needs to be... Yeah. You know, destroyed right away, which is so again putting the horse in front of the cart, so to speak. Yeah, and I can talk more about it from the evolutionary astrology <clears throat> perspective. Because from the evolutionary like like this has just blown my mind learning about this and over the past couple of years because you cannot skip skip steps in the evolutionary process. In exactly. fact, when if, if someone and in our course we talk about this, it's like if you have like a Pluto on the eleventh house and you're having difficulty mastering the lessons of the 11th house you actually have to look to the preceding house you have to look to the 10th house capricorn and be like did i truly master that lesson right. so that's what i see in a lot of this kind of spiritual community is like there's a lot of people i mean it's not it's actually a small fraction of people i actually see a lot more people waking up which is really, really which is really great because keep in mind there is this, as Dane Rudger said, there's going to be descent of energy. Well, that's, the, I, right? wanted, I wanted to bring this up in a second, but this is exactly what Shirobinda talked about as well, which he was a big part of it, the descent of the supermental consciousness, yes. the, the, the divine. It's not only of us going up and, and reaching, uh, aspiring to the divine, to the higher nature. The light is descending as well. It's exactly. trying to anchor itself. Exactly. That's why our bodies are a vehicle for quote-unquote ascension. That's why... It's so important to do this inner work to anchor the divine light, to clear everything out. Yes. And that's why everything is in upheaval coming up because the, the light is bringing everything out of the shadows within and without. Exactly. So we can talk more we about, talk about the about second that. hour. Yeah. And again, uh, if you're not already a member, the, the second hour is for members. You can become a member, subscriber to also support our work. Uh, at my website, veilofreality.com. And this will also give you access to all second hours of all podcasts and the membership forum as well. And I want to finish this first hour with a quote by the mother, Mira Alfaza, which was Shri partner, 
as well. And I, I think I read that quote before at some point, but it really fits in again. And, and she said that many years ago, obviously she's not alive anymore, but it fits again very perfectly in the times we're in and kind of distills it to what's very important. So here she goes. At the moment, we are at a decisive turning point in the history of the earth once again. From every side, I'm asked what is going to happen. Everywhere there's anguish, expectation, fear. What is going to happen? There's only one reply. If only man could consent to be spiritualized. And perhaps it would be enough if some individuals became pure gold, for this would be enough to change the course of events. We are faced with the necessity in a very urgent way. The courage, this heroism, which the divine wants of us, why not use it to fight against one's own difficulties, one's own imperfections, one's own obscurities? Why not heroically face the furnace of inner purification so that it does not become necessary to pass once more through one of those terrible, gigantic destructions which plunge an entire civilization into darkness? This is the problem before us. It is each, it is for each one to solve it in his, in his own way. The mother mirror of Faza. So this is exactly what we're in right now. We're in a decisive moment in this time of transition, as the Hopi Indian said. There's a up, way up and a way down. There's an immense opportunity, but not a guarantee, and it depends on each one of us. See you guys on the, in the second hour. <laughs> 